come back to love yourself first. Um, I'm sorry that this is so late because I had originally wanted to start the week off, you know, with like a Monday motivation type of episode, you know, but I realized very, very quickly that having a toddler while trying to have a podcast series is going to be challenging to say the least. So I decided that waiting till he goes to bed and everything, like once I've got all the stuff done for the day, is the best time to go ahead and do this. So sorry if you needed some motivation earlier this morning and I wasn't there, but you know, just always feel free to DM me. So I figured that today would um, be a very good day for me to go ahead and drop this episode um, because it's going to be all about depression kicking your ass. (laughs) And um, I do mean that literally because I really had such a terrible day. Depression really did kick my fucking ass. And I figured, you know, it would just be best for me to also continue to try and allow everyone to resonate with me, you know, to understand that, you know, I'm not trying to be above anyone. I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anyone or that I know way more than anyone on this topic. You know, it's just that. I've come really far in my development and, you know, my process with dealing with anxiety and depression and everything. So I feel like it's, it's a good help, you know, to also try and show other people the same techniques and mannerisms that I have learned over this process. So, um, with that being said, I had such a terrible day today. I woke up and instantly I was already, you know, crabby. I didn't get enough sleep last night. I was tossing and turning. My son was up all hours of the night pretty much. It was awful. So I was already crabby. And for some reason I woke up feeling very insecure. And I feel like a lot of it is related directly to the surprise that I had done for uh, my boyfriend. And if you aren't following me very closely on social media, I had decided to um, sing live, <laughs> of all things. So um, I I always am very self-conscious about my, my singing and everything, my voice. I don't feel like I'm that good and all that, you know. But I don't, like, you know, get bothered by it too much because I'm just like, well, singing isn't, like, my main talent. It's not, like, what I would like to profess in, you know. I guess that would be the word I'm looking for. You know, so I don't try to get too worked up about it, but... I feel like when I woke up this morning, I was sitting there thinking like, damn, what if everybody's just sitting there laughing at that video, you know? Like, what if my boyfriend didn't even like it? He's just gonna criticize it and say that I should have sang it like this or I should have done it like that, you know? Because to me, he is the singer. He's not just a singer. And if you don't know, you know, I am dating Promise the Singer. (laughs) But um, yeah, it just, it really kind of got to me. And then at that point, I had basically started the process of allowing depression to kick my ass because I it's just when you let that guard down basically and I had done that I let that guard down where I didn't counteract anymore I I had just let the bad thoughts flow I had let the you know the catastrophic ideas go and everything and I just I didn't try to stop it you know I just kept on letting it go and I ended up being wrapped up in my head majority of the day while being tired and everything anyway, you know, so that was the biggest problem is that I was in my head. So if you're having those issues where, you know, your depression and anxiety is keeping you like locked in a cage in your head, please do the following stuff that we're about to discuss because 
that's the only way that I was able to really like overcome it all like now at this point of the day I know the day is pretty much over you know but better now than for me to go to bed in a little bit and just be you know spiraling through my thoughts and everything you know so it did take me a while because today was really bad I I was sitting there talking to my friends just basically almost crying talking about how I just wanted to just sit there and cry and scream and break things because it just everything was so overwhelming for me because I'm a very catastrophic thinker that's that's my problem with anxiety is that I catastrophize and by that I mean I jump to the absolute worst possible case scenario whenever a situation occurs like I don't know for example like what if when I walk out of the door today like there's gonna be a plane crash you know and it just hits me right in the head and I'm dead you know I, I don't know totally over exaggerated but (laughs) you you get what I'm saying you know like I I will literally find the worst possible thing that could happen and I will sit there and allow my head to roll with that and think that you know that's what's gonna happen there's no way around it you know like that's for sure what is going to have like what's gonna be the outcome of the situation at hand you know and that's when I have to stop myself and if I don't stop myself it gets so much worse and I allowed that to happen today and that's why I wanted to do this this episode because you know I I want you to know like I am by no means perfect like I'm still learning this too this is still a daily battle for me it's going to continue to be a daily battle depression is not something that you just wake up and you don't have anymore depression is definitely a process that you have to constantly fight at it is an internal battle that you deal with every single day and you have to manage it you have to learn how to manage it because if you don't then it's going to kick your ass every single day and eventually it's just going to win and once it wins that's when you're in the darkness and you don't want to be in the darkness you don't it's not impossible to get out of the darkness but it damn sure is hard you know, so you have to keep that in mind whenever you are spiraling or, you know, critiquing yourself or whatever the case may be. And that's what I was failing to do today. I wasn't counteracting my thoughts with positives. I wasn't, you know, stopping myself from thinking the negative thoughts or anything. You know, I was just letting it happen. And I think it was a whole lot of a lack of motivation on my part as well. Because I was just sitting there like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, that, that just seemed to be my mentality today. Like... It just seemed like I was very negative in all of my thinking, just like, you know, whatever, if it happens, it happens, you know, like, it's not going to change anything if I do this today, like, what's the point, like, all of that. That's how I was thinking, like, all day today, and I hated it. I hate when I get into that zone of thinking, because it's terrible, it's toxic, and it's really unhealthy. So... What I do to try and prevent myself from staying in my head and spiraling like that is maintaining a ton of things. And that's also part of, and I know it's so contradictory, but that's also part of why I was spiraling with this overwhelming, you know, panic today. Because I have so much going on right now. Like, I have so much on my plate. I don't know how I'm handling all of it. But at the same time, I was sitting there like not doing any of it either so if I'm not doing it that's allowing me to have time in my head and I don't want to be in my head I hate being in my head when I'm in my head bad things happen bad thoughts happen so my my things that I do you know I write I so I'm writing my book of course you you know everybody knows that but 
I'm also a big poetry and spoken word person. So I'm writing poetry, you know, I'm doing this, you know, my podcast. I'm venting to my friends, of course, the, the ones that I can vent to, you know, like about certain things. Because I personally, I don't know if everybody else is like this, but I can't vent to everyone about the same stuff, you know, like I can go to my best friend about one thing, but I can't go to my man about that same thing or, you know, something, you know, like I there's just like things that I, I just don't want to vent to certain people about because, you know, biased opinions on things and stuff, too. You know, it just there's a whole bunch of factors I put into it. But, you know, I just I was venting and I do painting, of course, like those are like my biggest coping mechanisms for whenever I'm spiraling or I feel like I'm going to. I immediately have to just drench myself into some type of work. I drown in it and I just try to stay drowning in it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, I just, I mean, I have to be like completely enraptured into what I'm doing. So I'm not thinking about, you know, oh my God, I got to pay this bill. Oh my God, this is happening now. Oh my God, I got to do this now. Oh no, you know. And then the catastrophic thinking comes into play like, oh no, if you don't do this, this is going to happen. And it, it just goes on and on like that. Like that is my thought process constantly. And it gets so annoying and hectic. So that's why I keep my plate so full. And, you know, like my friends and everybody, they always tell me, you know, just try to focus on one of your talents. That way you can push it forward, you know, and go further with it. And for a while, you know, they were trying to just get me to focus just just on painting alone. And I was sitting there like, I can't do that. I can't. I can't just focus on one thing, you know. And I started to kind of panic about it because, you know, I felt like they were judging me for it, you know. But at the same time, I understood they were trying to help me. But they didn't understand that I'm doing this to save and protect myself and my mind. Because I can't. I can't be in my head all day. My head is a crazy, scary place sometimes. And I, I can't do it, you know? Our, our minds are very, very powerful. Like, they're so crazy powerful. It's insane. Psychology is one of, like, my favorite topics in, like, areas of life. Like, I just, I love psychology. It, it's probably my first love, for sure. Art would be my second. But psychology is so fascinating to me. I love to know why our minds do the things that they do, you know, what makes them do the things they do, all that. It's, it's amazing to me. So I study a lot of that all the time, honestly. And, you know, all the things that I do, I have come to realize that, you know, they are healthy coping mechanisms, so I'm okay with it. But with that being said, even if it is a healthy coping mechanism, over time, doing it too much can make it unhealthy. There are plenty of people who they work out as their coping mechanism with, you know, the bad things in their life. And if you work out too much, it can really cause significant problems in your life, actually. Health problems and all that, you know, it, it can be really bad, honestly. Like, but that's with anything, though. So with anything in your life, too much of it can be a very bad thing. And I mean, even water. If you drink too much water, it, I'm pretty sure, what, what was it? I read somewhere like that you could either die or drown yourself or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, you'd be surprised. It's just, you got to do everything in moderation. So I, I do my best to manage it all. But for me right now, you know, I got modeling. I got music. I got managing. I got painting. I got writing. I have school. I'm a full-time mom. So that's, there's no like break with that at all, you know, and 
on top of it all, I still have all the other just everyday normal adult responsibilities of, you know, paying bills and taking care of insurance and my health and everything. And that was a big part of my day too, was that I had um, an appointment today, just a regular annual checkup. And, you know, I'm going over all of my medical situations with this doctor and I'm trying to tell her, like, I don't like putting chemicals in my body because in the army, I had developed all these different issues. You know, a drill sergeant stepped on my wrist. I've had permanent wrist damage ever since. Like, my wrist gives out whenever there's heavy weight on it for longer than like eight seconds. It's really bad and I can't use it for like hours and I have to put a wrist brace on, it's crazy. The army never wanted to give me an x-ray or anything like that to see like, you know, what's going on in there because you can't see anything visibly on the outside, but I can feel it all in the inside and it hurts so bad. So I was telling her, you know, I've, I've talked to these doctors and told them, you know, hey, this is an issue. I really want to get like, you know, a scan done or something for this. And they would brush me off and just be like, well, how do you know? You're not a doctor. I'm the doctor. So I should be the one to tell you that here, just take these pills. And that kept on happening. I got to the point where actually I had counted it up. The army prescribed me 12 different pills. And this was all without doing any type of scans, testing, um, you know, you know, CAT scans, x-rays, all that, nothing, none of that. They just sat there every time I came in, they said, okay, how have your symptoms been? I said, they're still the same, if not worse. And they would be like, okay, well, here's another bottle of pills. Try this one. This one might work. And that's just how it kept on going on. And at, at the last couple of bottles of pills, I just sat there. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like, everything you guys are giving me is just making me worse. Like, you, you don't know what you're doing, clearly. So I'm not doing it, you know. And I had told her this, you know, I told her the, the issues that I had had, you know, with, because um, I had actually developed endometriosis um, after I had, had given birth to my son. So that was also another situation where they had been just, just prescribing me all these random ass pills. Like, oh, well, maybe this will work, you know, and... I told her this all because I told her I didn't want birth control, you know, I didn't want to put any more chemicals in my body, you know, I just want to make sure I'm healthy. If I'm not, let's see what we can do about it and move forward, you know, but I don't want to be sitting here taking a whole bunch of pills. And she's sitting here, you know, criticizing me and shit, talking about some, well, if a doctor tells you to do it, then you need to do it. And, well, I don't know why you don't want to just take these pills. You need to just be on birth control. It'll make one thing worse, but it's going to make everything else better. And I'm like, I don't want nothing to be worse, though. Is there something wrong with me feeling that way? <laughs> you know, it's just, there was just such a, a long, frustrating process just dealing with that whole situation with her. So just this whole day I I've just had such a big lack of motivation I've been so frustrated I've been so upset and catastrophizing over and over and over again and I figured that you know it would just really be beneficial at this point to just go ahead and do my third episode based all on what to do when depression's beating your ass like it was for me all day so whatever coping mechanism you're using now hopefully it's healthy if it's not please please try to make it a healthy one because i promise you in the long run drinking and smoking and drugs it's not going to help you it's not it will make things better temporarily i know the feeling i know i i know it just feels great for a little bit but what happens when your high is gone what happens when you're sober again 
you're right back in the same mindset. Nine nine times out of ten, you're right back in the same mindset. There are a couple people, you know, that are just like, no, I feel a lot better now. You know, it's it's good, you know. And I mean, no matter what, like I said, it's going to be an ongoing battle. So even if you're feeling good now, it's that's still temporary. I'm sorry to say, but it is. It's temporary. You're still going to have issues like this because depression is not something you just wake up and don't have anymore. It sucks, but that's just how it goes. So just make sure that your your coping mechanisms are healthy. You know, don't don't be over exercising. Don't be overeating. You know, don't don't do all that crazy stuff. And I'm telling you, it's not gonna make anything better in the long run. If anything, it's gonna make you have more complications and issues in the future. And I don't mean just you know health wise or anything like that, but like just body wise, life wise, socially, all of that. You know, it's just it's just not a good idea. Just don't. So try to avoid that. You don't want to have a dependency. And I, I mean dependency because like, or I say dependency because that's what most people tend to do whenever they find a coping mechanism. They find it and then they don't know how to live without it. But the idea of a coping mechanism is just to, after for a little bit, you know, depend on it, you know, use it as much as you can to where, you know, you can get used to living without something you know or living with doing something differently until the point where you know you can do that without having to use that coping mechanism at all you know if possible and that's what the whole goal of it is you know that's that's what the goal between behind medicine is in general you know just like if you get a cold you know you're not supposed to depend on taking cold medicine every single day in order to prevent a cold you know because that can create you an addiction to cold medicine pretty much but the goal is for you to take the medicine while you have the cold and then over time it diminishes and gets rid of your cold so you don't have to take it anymore right you see where I'm going with it so it's the same thing with coping mechanisms in life so just find what your coping mechanisms are and try to get multiple not just one or two you know because that I I have found that just having one or two is not enough for me at least you know for some people it may be enough it may be more than enough, but for me, I personally need to be thoroughly distracted by other things in order to cope. And that's exactly what I do with, you know, my homework, my painting, my writing and all that. I make sure that I am completely and entirely distracted from my bad thoughts. Because if I don't, then I'm going to lose. And I can't afford to lose anymore. I can't. I've, I've lost that battle too many times. I've been in the dark place too many times and I can't do it anymore. I don't like the darkness. I hate it. I've actually been terrified of the dark. Fun fact about me, I've been terrified of the dark ever since I was a kid. I hate the dark. It scares me. It really does. Like, I really despise it. <laughs> but, I mean, some people are comfortable with it. You know, if you're comfortable with it, that's cool, you know. But I'm talking about the mental dark place and the physical dark place. My, my, I'm scared of the physical dark place. I should have clarified that. But the mental dark place is a very terrifying place to be. You know, whether whether or not you're comfortable with the physical darkness or whatever, that's cool. It's neither here nor there. But you should never be comfortable with the mental dark place. It's a dangerous place to be. And that's where your most dangerous thoughts live. That's where your most scary thoughts live. And your most traumatic memories and problems in life and you don't want to be sitting there spiraling through those reliving them or anything because that just creates more anxiety for you you don't want to do that so 
just try to stay busy stay busy stay occupied you know just keep your mind occupied that way you're not letting depression win you're not giving depression a chance you're giving yourself a fighting chance against depression by doing this because just allowing it like I was all day just allowing those thoughts to go you know without even trying to counteract it it's it's not good it's not good and I know tomorrow I'm gonna be better and I say that I know because I know that I'm not gonna allow myself to just lose again like that you know that was really bad of me I fell off the wagon a little bit today and it's all right it's all right because every day is a new day it's a fresh start and it's another chance at doing better you can always be 10% better than you were the day before so today you know I was at a good 40% I can easily change that to a 50 if not a whole hundred tomorrow so you can always be better than what you were. Each day is a new possibility and a new chance for you to do that, to be better, to try harder and all of that. You know, you always get another chance. There's no such thing as, you know, well, there's no second chances for me. You get another chance every single day that you wake up. So just take advantage of that. Take advantage of those chances because they're not there forever. Our time will always come to an end eventually. We don't know when, we don't know how, but you just got to be prepared to take all those chances that you can while you still can. You know, so that's all I really wanted to say today. Um, I don't really have anything big to touch up on other than that. Just don't let depression win. Don't let it kick your ass like it kicked my ass today. Give yourself a fighting chance every day by counteracting those thoughts and not allowing yourself to spiral at all if possible. So that being said i'm gonna go ahead and conclude i hope everybody sleeps well tonight and i hope you have a great rest of your week and oh wow this is the last month of the week so yeah finish off this month with a great fucking start on your mental health shit (laughs) new episode will probably be out in a few days or so unless i have another reason to make another episode but yeah good night everybody